Hi there, and welcome back to another episode of Sitting in a Car. I'm Sarah Sproul, and I am here every week answering a parent's question about how to talk about sex, relationships, and consent. You and I are both in the business of raising confident and caring kids who respect themselves and the people around them, and at the same time managing our own awkwardness about this stuff. The question for this week is, girls dressing in very revealing clothing in mid-teens may be going to a disco. How to teach them about how that might be perceived. So I remember being, I wasn't yet 13, I would have been late 12, 12 years old. And I had, it was either a pair of shorts or a skirt. I can't quite remember, but it was just my everyday clothes. I wasn't going out in the morning thing. And um, because I was well into puberty, I was developing all the round parts that girls develop, some girls develop anyway during that time. And I very clearly remember the one day when my mum, just out of the blue, we weren't at home, we were somewhere out, I think, saying to me something about the shorts I was wearing and how, you know, they weren't okay because they weren't covering everything that needed to be covered. And I remember feeling embarrassed and like I had done something wrong. So this question is very dear to my heart. This question about girls and what they wear. I mean, particularly this question right now is about uh, going out to discos and how our girls might be perceived when they're going out in their going out wear. So let's break it down. The first thing to say is we live in a broken world. Our world is broken. Um, The media shapes our concerns and our worries and our perceptions of our young people, particularly our teens. Um, It's hard to, to find in the media supportive articles about teen behavior. Things that say teens are doing a good job, teens have got it going on, you don't really see that. You see things to do with problems to do with the teenage years um, and why, you know, adolescence is uh, a difficult thing for kids to go through and why parents should be afraid. Like I was even out socially the other day and someone said, oh, yeah, they had a an eight-year-old and a 10-year-old, so the worst was yet in front of them, you know, and, and I would like to sort of challenge that idea first of all. The teenage years are not the worst years, they're just another stage of development for our kids, so that's the first thing. The second thing is that the media will portray um, instances of sexual assault, um, they will report on those things, um, and so it will be in the forefront of our mind, and when I say sexual assault, I mainly mean the sexual assault of women by men. There are other types of sexual assault as well. There is same-sex sexual assaults, um, men assaulting men, women assaulting women, but we don't hear about that very much. I'm editing this and realised I omitted to add that occasionally men do get sexually assaulted by women too, so I'm adding that here for completeness. So our minds are conditioned to think that mainly uh, it's girls and women who are getting assaulted, and of course that is definitely the majority of cases. Um, We don't also sort of think about the incidence of sexual assault versus the incidence of violent crimes. And um, while women and girls and females uh, and sort of female identified people are mainly the people getting sexually assaulted, boys and men predominantly make up the people who are getting violently assaulted. 
and violent assault is far, far, far more common than sexual assault. But you might not think that um, because we're programmed to feel much more shocked and afraid and worried about sexual assault. So statistically speaking, we probably should be more worried about our young men going out in groups uh, in terms of being attacked. The second thing about this is um, oftentimes the feelings we have around our girls, our young women getting dressed up and going out is perhaps not so much about them, but about our own concerns for ourselves, about how we will be judged by the parents and adults around us. And so it's worthwhile having a think about now, how am I actually feeling about this? Am I feeling afraid and worried for my young person or am I feeling afraid and worried for myself because I will be the um, butt of other parents scorn or derision or they could judge us and ostracize us so have a think about that what's going on what are the feelings about are they about your young person or are they for yourself and there's no wrong answer there's no right answer any of those are fine so when we've worked out well you know, we probably have concern about ourselves, so we have a think about that. And now we notice that we also have concern for our young person. Then we need to consider how we talk to them about it. Um, I have a few recommendations and this is what they are. The first thing is to use I statements. I talk about using I statements a lot at the talk.ie. So we're using I statements when we are talking to our young people or our children about something. It could go like this. I feel worried about the world not treating you well. I'm scared that if you go out wearing an outfit that shows a lot of skin, that people will tease you or people will think you're not a nice person. All right, so I'm using I statements for that. And then see what our child or our young person might say. And instead of having an argument with them, might just listen. So, because they might not be feeling afraid about that at all. They might feel feeling excited and like they want to fit in. Now, oftentimes adults will say or think that young people's desire to fit in is not a useful need or a need. It's not a need that trumps our desire for them to feel safe. But I'll question that. And I, I would like you maybe to question that too, because adolescence is one of those times when our needs to fit in is intense. And it has a practical benefit to it. If you think about adolescence, uh, we've got children moving into adulthood. And when they're moving into adulthood, they're also moving into independence. Now, humans, we're designed to work in groups. We're part, we like to be part of communities. We function best when we're surrounded by people who love and care for us. So if an adolescent is moving from being a part of their family to being more independent, then they still need a group of caring, loving people around them and their peers fulfill that function, right? So needing to belong and fit in has benefits because it helps our team feel safe. So when we're as parents talking to them about perhaps what their choice is for a disco, we are maybe taking into account that need to belong and if our young person is dressed exactly the same as their friends, everyone's got a short skirt and everyone's got a top that shows their midriff, then there is something there about belonging and fitting in. And it's not something that we need to foo-foo. It's something that, that we say, okay, that's developmentally appropriate. 
my child is doing okay. They're not losing their individuality. They are just trying to fit in and stay safe. The second idea I've got for you is a sentence that starts with, we live in a world that. So you might uh, be wanting to talk to your child about the fact that you think people judge them by what they wear. So you can say, I've noticed that we live in a world that judges people by their appearance. What do you know about that? Or you can ask them, um, have they noticed that? And they might say yes, they might say no, they might not say anything at all. They might just say, oh, mum, stop talking. You're so embarrassing. And that's okay. But what you're wanting to show them is the world out there has some ideas about what is okay. Um, and oftentimes the world pressures us to do things we don't want to do. That doesn't mean that your kid is going to be able to stand up against what everyone else says and do something completely different. That may not happen. Not every young person has that the ability to do that. And again, that is okay, right? We're not trying to change ourselves or our young people to be something they're not. We are all about acceptance, self-compassion, compassion for the other here at the talk. Those would be our um, primary and most important values. So we're trying to show our child or our young person that the world has ideas about the female body, that um, ads show female bodies showing a lot of breasts and bums, and maybe that influences how we feel we should look. Um, but we're not going to get into a war with our kid. And that is point three. We may have very strong ideas about how the world is broken, that the world treats female bodies like objects, like there's something to be seen. Perhaps we're pretty clear that uh, women, females, girls are oftentimes uh, critiqued or judged by their appearance rather than their abilities or their intellect. So we may have very strong feelings about that, maybe even anger. I would question though whether it's useful to use the body of your teenage girl as the place in which you fight that war against the world because she has her body and we are all about in the talk allowing young people to make decisions for themselves or or giving them opportunities to make decisions for themselves and if we go in and say you know you can't be wearing that it's not safe for you it's not good then we are just providing another opportunity where our child or our young person is being told what to do and um, if you think about that in a sexual context, if they are in intimate with someone and someone is telling them what to do, then that's not very good. And we don't want our young person to experience that in their um, intimate encounters with other people. The final point I'd like to make about that is this conversation is, is not just something that we have with our females, our girls, our, our bodies, our kids with bodies that have bums and boobs on it. This is a conversation we have in the family completely because um, if we're raising boys or um, young men, then we want them to be aware of this situation that's going on in the world too, how um, girls are sort of expected to show a lot of skin or their curves and maybe the lads aren't so much though. I'm starting to notice that um, 
I'm, I'm watching Love Island at the moment, at the time of recording, this is 2019, the summer of 2019, so we're watching Love Island, and I really noticed the, the men in that uh, grooming and doing all the things uh, to get ready for their, their evenings um, on, in the villa, as they say. So perhaps it might be worthwhile thinking that maybe this isn't now just pressure on girls, but our lads are certainly feeling pressure to show their bodies in particular ways. So when we talk to our, to our lads about um, the fact that girls' bodies are policed, you know, are told what's right and what's wrong in what they wear, then the boys can start to look out for that. And I certainly had an experience a few years ago where um, one of my lads was at school and he overheard one of the teachers telling one of the girls in his class that what she was wearing was not appropriate and um, she shouldn't wear those sort of things to school. And what was really interesting was that my lad came home and told me that story. And so he's starting to notice those messages that are put on girls and on girls' bodies. So um, that's useful because there's another informed person out there in the world now. He may not have the ability to do anything about that, but he has awareness. And it could be that when he grows up, if he has a relationship with someone who looks like a female or in a female body, that he will be able to support that person um, in their in the way they dress if they're out and something happens or someone comments on their body then the son that I've raised may have the tools to do something about that and support um, the woman or the girl that he's with the final point to make about this is that all our feelings around our our body our young people's bodies all our feelings are valid and we have been programmed in a sense to have particular feelings. So we might be programmed to think that uh, an adolescent body of a growing girl or a young woman is somehow dangerous. And so it would be lovely to be able to be kind to ourselves about those feelings we have and to be kind to other people about the feelings that they have. So if a parent comes up to you and is, um, angry or upset perhaps about the way uh, one of your children is dressed, could it be possible to be compassionate about how they are and to be compassionate to ourselves about how we feel about all this? So that is the answer to the question, if I can find it. Girls dressing in very revealing clothing in mid-teens, maybe going to a disco, how to teach them about how that might be perceived. And that's sitting in a car for another week where I've answered a question to help you manage your awkwardness and fear around talking about sex, relationships and consent with your kids. Bye for now.